Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what up, y'all? How you feeling? This your boy, Highlight Real, a.k.a. the Prince of Botch, baby. That's right. In this episode, we're going to do a two-part episode for y'all. And in this episode right now, we're just going to cover strict wrestling news. And on the other half, I'm going to have a nice special grant interviews here on Life's a Botch. Super excited. Can't wait to let you guys hear it. And uh, yeah, man, it's going to go down. And we got some other dope interviews that's in the works right now. So y'all make sure to stay tuned. But for this half of the show, we're going to talk some wrestling news for the day. And uh, well, without further ado, before I get started, I want to introduce a very familiar guest that you guys know who's also going to give his thoughts on some of these news subjects. Uh, <laughs> you guys know him as they... <coughs> Eagle loving, <laughs> Celtic rapping, <laughs> anti cowboy hating, <laughs> Mr. Derek Myers. What's going yes, on, sir. my friend? Everything's everything, bro. How you doing? Yeah, doing pretty good. Great to have you back on the show, my friend. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, bro. Okay, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get into some wrestling news real quick. No, so, check this out. This was breaking news as of today, ladies and gentlemen. A certain rebel legend that we all know and love is going to be making a return on WWE Raw for March 16th, 2020. Yes, the official day marked as 316 day. Stone Cold Steve Austin, ladies and gentlemen, will be making his return to Monday Night Raw for his annual 316 day. Well, what to expect? More than likely some Stone Cold Stunners that's much deserved to people who need it. <coughs> King Corbin. <coughs> oh, wait, I forgot. That's a botch on my part because he's on SmackDown. So I guess he won't be able to get one of those. So it'll probably just be your local neighborhood jobber. You know, anybody. You know, whoever's just somebody you can't stand. But, uh, hey, Derek, you looking forward to seeing Brother Stone Cold Steve Austin make a return one time? Nah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is there? Is it true that he's actually going to? That he's uh, thinking about coming back to wrestle one more time. Actually, yes, that has been uh, a rumor for a while now. Actually, uh, because reports have said that Stone Cold himself has said that he's feeling pretty good. And to be completely honest, what really retired him, to be honest, was uh, from that time when he wrestled Owen Hart. Rest in peace to Owen. Uh, when they wrestled at that SummerSlam and he dropped him on his neck and mm -hmm. it gave him that bad neck surgery, most of his career got cut short mostly because of neck injuries. Like, he had knee injuries and stuff like that. He was nicked up a little bit of everywhere, but it was mostly that neck surgery that he had that kind of, you know, because when you take bumps, it does a lot to that neck. I mean, that canvas is not the... It doesn't really give at all. You know, it's it's super thin it's metal and it's wood so you know taking the type of bumps they take on an annual basis uh it's it's definitely not something the neck can completely keep taking um actually um we've seen recently with edge returning um we see now that neck injuries have been getting more cleared for contact uh we've seen um lita she came back and wrestled some matches. Uh, she had a real bad neck injury at one point in time as well. Uh, Paige, right now, um, 
there's hope that because of Edge's return, that Paige could be coming back as well uh, because she got retired by force because of a neck injury that happened to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just the, the list goes on. I mean, uh, even, well, Chris Benoit at that time, I was going to say Chris Benoit was another one who suffered a lot of neck injuries, but he didn't really have to retire from his. So I guess he doesn't really count in that subject of things. Plus, we know he's not around. Yeah, he can't uh, come back. Yeah, we we do know, but uh, <laughs> as far as as far as people, like I said, most notable would be Edge and Lita, and you know we'll see what happens with Paige. But uh, Stone Cold has definitely said uh, to some reports he has mentioned that he feels very good. He feels like he can go in the ring and give one more good match. He feels like he's got one more good match left in him. Uh, the problem is he's just waiting for the right type of opponent to go against. And that's one of those things where it makes you wonder who exactly would be worthy enough to go against Stone Cold in a wrestling match. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm going to say this. If if he's mm-hmm. gearing up to come back, I'm looking forward to this. If he's just coming back to drink beer and <laughs> hand out stunners, I'm, man, we've seen that multiple times. <laughs> don't, forget, don't forget the infamous finger swell. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swells, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, um, it would be great to see Austin in the ring. I've always wanted because I mean, what what I always admire about him is the fact that unlike most wrestlers, now what's funny about wrestlers in the wrestling business is most of them don't really get a retirement match per se. Most of right. them genuinely they kind of just fade off into the sunset quietly Mm -hmm. and that's really what austin did i mean a lot of people don't understand wrestlemania 19 back in 2003 was his last match against the rock um and a lot of people don't know that when that match was over if you go back and watch that match you can find it on youtube i'm sure if you watch the wrestlemania 19 match between him and the rock when the rock uh covered him for the one, two, three after hitting the rock bottom. I think it took like three of them to beat him. When he pinned him at the end, he kind of lays there for a minute and he basically whispers in Stone Cold's ear and he basically uttered the words, I love you, man, because a lot of their careers took off with each other because Mm -hmm. they were both hot at a key point in time. So the fact that Austin's last match was against the rock and he put the rock over and gave The Rock that necessary win that he needed at a WrestleMania against Austin. The fact that The Rock was able to tell him, I love you, definitely shows that it was a nice little swan song for Austin. He quietly just went about his business. And a lot of people don't know that because after that, you still saw him on television, you know, but he just wasn't really wrestling. He was just probably, you know, physically getting in fist fights and stunnering people, but that was about it. You didn't really see him in official matches, but... Yeah, uh, to to people who don't know, go back and watch that WrestleMania 19 match, and you'll see where you can tell that was his last match. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if you uh, to those who look at Austin now, he's in great shape. I mean, he looks like he could go in there and wrestle with some of the best of them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, I know, and Derek, you would say, I mean, because you're you're known. I mean, I'm sure you you've heard the Goldberg madness. So I'm pretty sure you saw how Goldberg speared the fiend and the whack jackhammer that he did. That was very. <laughs> Look, <laughs> his spear is probably as weak as Dak Prescott's throw. 
Oh, ouch. Ooh, wow. Wow, Derek. (laughs) Burn. Major burn. It is sad. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's been pathetic for a while. I mean, the, the Goldberg I remember seeing growing up, you know, of course you know that's not going to be the same exact one you're going to get at his age now, but uh, that mess is pathetic, man. I almost don't even want to see it. Yeah, I know, man. Like, Goldberg, I love Goldberg just as much as anyone else, but I, I got to admit, I mean, yes, he's in phenomenal shape for a 53-year-old man, and a lot of us aspire and hope to look that great at 53 but let's just be honest man and looking at that spear that is not as devastating as it used to be back in the day i mean when you're looking at it now it's like dude that's not convincing that that hurts that just looks like somebody tumbled into somebody and they fell right Uh, and and don't get me started on that jackhammer because that's twice for him now that his jack his jackhammer used to be perfection like devastating he held you high i mean like when he went against the undertaker and that sorry excuse of a match that you know we we on paper it looked good but it, it was just like it didn't live up because both of these men are incredibly old but we know the undertaker too late way too late and i mean undertaker to his degree Yes, he's a step slower, but he can still go. And if he's in the ring with the right type of person, he can still put on a good match. But Goldberg, on the other hand, the only person of current talent that made him look remotely good was Dolph Ziggler. And that's just because he's like a modern-day Shawn Michaels. He, right. he can he can make you look good. Like, he can make a broomstick look good. So it's like, yeah. hey... He's the only guy that was able to make Goldberg look devastating still. But The Fiend, I mean, he barely was able to lift him. It was like, what What was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I told you when when um, when Goldberg got the championship, I didn't, I didn't see Goldberg having that championship for longer than a week. But exactly. realistically, what, what, when's the next pay-per-view? Okay, so right now we have Elimination Chamber coming up this Sunday, which Goldberg will not be defending the title at. Because um, he would drop uh, it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, idealistically so, yeah. That, that's that's what we're thinking. But uh, unless they just put a filler, what they call a filler, in there, and like if they took somebody that like a Baron Corbin or somebody to go against him just for a filler, you know, then that's probably where he would retain it automatic just for a tune-up match but uh since he's so part-time it's already been noted that him and roman reigns are going against each other at wrestlemania for this title which we all know roman reigns again as the guy is going to be the guy that takes it from goldberg and fans are definitely not happy about it because a here it goes again the roman reigns agenda b goldberg he already know is going to lose the title and see all they're doing is just taking two people, one who's a former Georgia tech linebacker and one who's a former Georgia linebacker and putting them up against each other because of the history of, Oh, look, they both have football backgrounds and they both do a spear as a finisher. So <laughs> it's, it's, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a headache, you know, but it's, it's, what do you do? with wwe i mean they're just desperate to 
use mainstream names to continue to draw people to their biggest event. And this is, this this is, is Vince's fault. Yes. This I, Vince Vince is to WWE what Jerry Jones is to the Cowboys, what what James Dolan is to the Knicks. I, like they will not take that next step until he is gone. And I I hate to sound morbid, but it ain't happening until Vince dies. So maybe yeah, that's it's... maybe that's when I'll get back into WWE. I I might actually <laughs> watch it when he passes away cuz it it'll actually the, the the production will be better, the 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 character development cuz I remember back when mm -hmm. I was a kid and I was really into it. I remember title reigns used to be longer. They used to be longer than a month or two. Yes, and those were the times where titles were more prestigious. Um, they meant something. In today's, yeah, in, in today's terms, I mean, because even with the main title, it almost barely means anything depending on who has it. Mm -hmm. But, like, right now what suffers the most are the undercard titles, like the mid-card titles, like the IC title and the United States title. Those oh, are the man. workmen titles. You know, those are the workhorse titles that Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle and guys like them would, you know, even the underrated ones like a Val Venus or Shelton somebody Benjamin. like that. Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, you know, those yeah. type of guys. Those were the titles that were, if even if they didn't see you as a main event kind of guy, at least they knew, hey, we can always give him that title and he'll put on a phenomenal match with anybody we put him up against. Mm -hmm. And now, now it's just like they're giving that title to pretty much anybody. And they may hold it for a long time, but you forget they even have that title because you never see it defended like that uh, because they're so focused on the main title. And even with the tag division, that's suffering because in WWE, there is hardly any tag division right now and it's like kind of pointless you know in the attitude era tag teams were golden and many say that vince doesn't really like tag teams or stables so that's the kind of thing that makes the product suffer in so many different ways um aew's trying you know they're 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 making a, their tag division is relevant um i think their main card still needs some work uh, and their mid their mid card is great, but they still need a mid card title, which is in the works right now. Uh, I think they're working on a television title. So once they get a mid card title for their mid carders, they'll be able to build some more main eventers. But it's yeah, I would say uh, one 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 brand though that is doing really well. It is under WWE, but NXT does a great job of adding prestige to everything. Um, so Derek, I would say for you, brother. Definitely catch NXT uh, because the only thing, the only knock on them that people would have is just that with the crowd, since they perform live at full cell, they're not really in front of thousands of people. They're more like in front of maybe, say, 100 to 500 people, you know, something like that around those lines. Mm -hmm. But the production, the production, as someone who appreciates production, I feel like you and Triple H is totally over it. So it's Vince doesn't have his hands on it. He doesn't watch it. He doesn't pay attention to it. It's all Triple H. And he makes that show completely stand out. Is that why Finn Balor went back there? 
Agreed. Yes. Um, actually, there are, are a lot of talents on the main roster who desire to go back to NXT uh, strictly for that reason, because there are a lot of people. Um, and, and, you know, one day I'm going to do a show for my listeners and, you know, I'm going to do, you know, and for Derek as well, I'm going to do a show where we talk about the success rate of those who have gone from NXT to the main roster to this day who have succeeded and who have failed miserably because there are a lot of people who have been horribly booked once they made they were like the top dog on nxt and then they got to the main roster and they just got treated like utter trash and samoa joe one samoa joe definitely is one he's definitely one uh, now, his issue right now is more so that he can't seem to stay healthy right now. So there could be that factor on why he's not fully treated. But I did also hear that there was a uh, special on him once where Triple H did kind of tell him because of his age and his weight that Vince probably wasn't going to push him. And mm. he probably at that time, he probably wasn't even going to go to the main roster. But he actually did end up getting called up to the main roster. But uh, as we can see, and it's crazy because we've seen him go against Brock Lesnar, and believably, he took it to Brock Lesnar to the point where Brock Lesnar was impressed and loves working with Samoa Joe and wants to work with him again. But right. they haven't really, they haven't really done that yet. So see, that's if, a few that I would, I would actually watch and pay attention to, um, if yeah. they treated that like an actual feud, not just a. Not just a one-time match or something. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. I totally agree, man. And so, you know, it's definitely something to talk about. So what we'll do is uh, we'll move on a little more from our listeners here. So check this out, Brother Derek. I'd love to get your thoughts and opinions on this because I'm sure you remember these days. So it turns out, reports have said on WWE Network, Dennis Rodman is going to have an untold special air on the WWE Network on March 22nd which will talk about his time in the NWO and his big time match that he had with Hulk Hogan, where him and Hulk Hogan tag teamed against Carl Malone and DDP. And this was like oh, a couple yeah. of months after. Yeah. And this was literally a couple of months after the bulls had beaten the Utah jazz in the NBA finals. And so, um, He's going to be telling his side of the story on some things and some some untold. Now, to those of you who don't know about WWE Untold, I really highly recommend. One thing I love about the network right now, I love watching the network for their original content. Those documentary shows they have are A1. Like, look at Untold, look at um, the 24 specials, look at the Chronicles. Uh, you will love, uh, and then the 365 uh, where basically 365, they do that to where if somebody was champion for a full year, it takes you on that journey of what they were doing throughout that entire year as champion up until the point of when they lost the title. But, um, man, let me tell you, those untold specials are phenomenal because they tell you about stuff you didn't know. So recently I watched one on Sting, and it was talking about his last match that he had against Seth Rollins. And how it was, a, and basically it tells you about how when Seth Rollins had power bombed him onto that turnbuckle, mm. how his his neck just just his neck he felt something wasn't right, and he said in his fingers he could just feel this tingly feeling, Ooh. and and 
And then Seth Rollins did it again. And at that point, he just collapsed. Like, he couldn't even barely stand on his own two feet. And Sting finished the match, of course. He did finish the match. But basically, it turned out that his neck was just about done for. They were like, you're borderline between being paralyzed and or being dead. <laughs> you know, and Sting, man, like, he's he's just giving God a lot of glory and praise. And he was just like, man, I don't want it to end this way, but... You know, and uh, he was actually another person I was going to mention to you, actually, when we talk about neck injuries. Recently, reports have said that he is cleared as well to come back. And it no. looks like the, it looks like the only way he will come back for a real match is if it's against The Undertaker, because he really wants to give the fans that match that they've always wanted with him and The Undertaker. I don't want to see that. <laughs> it's um, like I wanted to see that like 10 years ago. 10, 15 years yeah. ago, something like that. The, the, yeah. Everybody coming back to fight in their 50s and 60s is not a good look. Especially yeah. not when it's when, know. when both are that age. That's not that's not going to be a good match. It's not, man. I mean, it, it it's going to take it's them tough about to 15 really minutes to get to the ring already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean... Guys like Undertaker and Sting, I will say they do keep themselves in good shape. But I mean, I do agree with you where it is a bit. It's it's too late to really want to see that now. I mean, honestly, I still feel like we should have saw it the year they had him go against Triple H mm -hmm. at that one WrestleMania. I really still think that should have been the Undertaker and not Triple H. Like, yeah, I don't know why they chose Triple H for that moment. And that was a horrible uh, you know, match to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I didn't like that. I, I, I thought the whole, uh, you know, when DX and the NWO came out and they had that little war, I, I thought that was kind of cool. But, uh, you know, I didn't really pay too much attention to the match itself to really say if it was bad. Uh, I just remember it was like I was still just so mad at the fact like, yo, this should have been The Undertaker. I'm sorry. It just right. it, and then I was mad when I saw the outcome that he lost because I'm like, this is his first match period. What was and the you purpose? have him lose? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Why did he lose? Like Triple H, you couldn't help yourself. You just had to go over again. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like the ego of Triple H in the ring is one of those things. I love him as a person. I love him as a creator for NXT, but in ring sometimes I'm like, man. Must you always go over in every big match that you have? Like, it just it kills me. But you know, we're, we'll we'll move on a little bit from that point. And um, so I'm gonna say a little AEW news real quick. Um, so Darby Allen apparently last night suffered an injury when Chris Jericho delivered the Judas Effect, which is a elbow, a back spinning elbow finisher. Uh, basically, Darby Allen had did a suicidal dive through the ropes, and Jericho caught him right in the head with the Judas effect, and I'm guessing he didn't really properly cover for it, or maybe he didn't see it coming, but uh, more than likely, he's okay. I'm just He was in the hospital last night after the show. Gonna guess maybe he caught a little bit of a concussion, uh, you know, something along those lines, but we'll keep you guys updated on how his status is. Um, now, here's another one for you, Derek, to give your chiming thoughts on. I'm not sure if you're a uh, big Evil Dead fan, but um, fans yeah. have been craving for CM Punk to replace Bruce Campbell as the new Ash 
And Bruce is actually all for it. He actually tweeted and said, you know what? CM Punk is great. He should play a guy in a horror series named Nash or Bash or Latch. <laughs> With all due respect, the name Ash is like the best table at a restaurant. Reserved. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love Bruce Campbell, boy. I tell you. Uh, uh, so, I know you said you don't watch Evil Dead, but do you think CM Punk, given his nature, do you think he would be a good fit for a role like that? Oh yeah, I, I think yeah? I think it would be good. I think it would be good for him. I I um because he's not he's not in ring yet, right? No, he's not. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he ever actually returned plans on returning to the ring um I'm, I'm barely seeing him on um you know wwe uh backstage i mean when they signed him i thought that was going to be a weekly thing but it seems like he just kind of shows up at will whenever like well that's his personality uh, <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's really weird like, when 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 the time calls it's like when you see him the ratings are up and then it's like when you don't see him you're seeing Booker T, who I love. I love Booker T. You know, he's he's a regular, but you're seeing Booker T. You're seeing Renee Young, and Renee Young is a great TV personality. She's just natural at it. So, but when you don't see CM Punk, usually you'll see Mark Henry or you know just someone that's not CM Punk, and you're like, okay, uh, this show's kind of regular and basic now. So where's CM Punk? And so I don't know, man. Um, if he doesn't have anything else going for him, I say go for it, man. Uh, I support anything CM Punk is doing. I mean, this man's definitely making his money. So anything he can do, hey. I mean, let's that go. was that was. Um, I think that was probably when he was about to leave. That was probably around the time when I started to phase out. Phase out, yeah. yeah. I, I can understand that uh, after the CM Punk era, it does kind of wrestling did take a nice little dive. Yeah. Uh, even really when he was there, it was kind of taking a dive, but he at least made it still entertainable to watch. Like, Very you know, you, interesting. You know, you, you never knew what he was going to say, what he was going to do, how he was going to say it. And if you're an a-hole, he was definitely your favorite person to watch. So that's why, was, that's why I like him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So, okay, so this final bit of wrestling news, uh, Derek, definitely I know you would want to chime in on this one, my friend. Um, tell me something. We have a list of the WWE Hall of Fame class for 2020 so far. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe a couple more may get announced between now. We still have about four more weeks before Mania, so I'm sure you'll get some more names in there. But right now, as it stands... Your Hall of Fame class for 2020 are the following names. Batista, the NWO, JBL, and the Bella Twins. Care to give your thoughts on any of these names? JBL, um, to me, is uh, he should have been in there. I, I, I was a huge JBL fan, especially when he... Um, he uh, I forgot what what the, what the name of that um character was, but when he was the coming out with the limo and yeah yeah that was that. JBL yeah that was that was uh that, that was, was uh he 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 was uh going by John Bradshaw Layfield, but like a lot of times they would call him JBL too, uh right. so yeah yeah you had it right he was uh 
he actually was the recent inductee uh, right now. And I agree with you. It, it is kind of well-deserved because a lot of people don't know this, but they were talking about his journey and the fact that he really reinvented himself in a lot of different ways because he was a part of, I believe, the Smoking Guns. or He was a part of a tag team back in the gimmick years of WWE. Mm-hmm. And then... Him and Ron Simmons formed the Acolytes, yes. and you saw you saw them, you know, as these real serious, dark, you know, guys who were under the Undertaker's ministry. And then they formed that same tag team into the APA, which was basically the Acolytes Protection Agency, which was comical because they would you would pay them, and they would come kick somebody's, you know what, and then you know drink Loved some it. beers, play some cards, you know, yeah, Loved and. It. Uh, and then after that, you know, JBL transitioned and he went solo and he became this 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 big billionaire a-hole persona known as JBL and uh, was the longest reigning SmackDown champion in SmackDown history before AJ Styles beat his record recently. Um, and then, yeah, he, he literally uh, morphed from that to commentary and he became a very great voice on commentary so yeah it's 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 very well deserved for him man i'm happy to see it uh okay so some people might actually get a little upset with me saying this but um does batista seem a little too early to you and the bella twins as well uh definitely on both accounts i would say yes now in batista's case I don't know. It, it may not really be as early as we think. Uh, I think it's because we're saying the ruthless aggression era was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. But if you really, if you really think about it, he kind of left in I believe it was like 2009, 2010. Right. And he went off. He he tried to do MMA and he tried to do some other things, and then he found his calling in acting. Mm-hmm. And basically, since blowing up in the Hollywood world. Anytime he came back, it was always on a part-time kind of basis. Yeah. Uh, because we saw we saw him come back and reunite with Evolution, even though every last one of them were older, and they would you know put over the Shield with Dean Ambrose and yeah. Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. You know they put over the Shield. Then he left again, went back to Hollywood. Then he came back and he had that final match against Triple H, which was which was a great match. But it was too long, and yeah. both of them were too old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is a common theme. Um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think I'm not saying Batista doesn't deserve it, but yeah. it just—I don't know why it feels like they could have waited a little bit longer for that, for him. I can I can agree with that, uh, and I can agree with that for this reason because when you think about a lot of names uh, who haven't been in the Hall of Fame yet. Yeah, uh, you're like, what's taking so long to get this person in? And I mean, for crying out loud, The Undertaker isn't even in the Hall of Fame yet, and he's still somewhat active. But I mean, why hasn't he been announced yet? You know, are they waiting for him? Because it, it seems like every time we think The Undertaker's done, Vince is still using him, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, he's not even in the Hall of Fame yet. When is he gonna get his go? Yeah. Uh, so Kane, I, I can Kane isn't in there either, right? No, sir. Kane's not in there. Um, man, there are so many names you could think. Um, Owen Hart's not in there yet. I'll see. Yeah. Um, nah, you can stop right yeah. there. If Owen Hart, <laughs> if Owen Hart isn't Steiner. in there, 
Yeah. I can understand exactly. Scott Steiner a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he actually went on a little bit of a rant today. Yeah. That's part of oh, that's did another he? part of yeah, that's another part of wrestling news, ladies and gentlemen. Scott Steiner uh recently kind of rent on a rant uh on Face or well actually it was on Twitter. Uh, and he actually was talking about the Hall of Fame. I'm going to see if I can pull this up here. And uh, while I'm waiting to pull that up, we'll chop it up on the uh, Bella Twins. Uh, now, they, yes, it is definitely too early for them. Just like when Beth Phoenix got in, I thought it was too early at that time for her. But what uh, what's interesting about Beth, uh, or not Beth, but what's interesting about the Bella Twins is uh and wait uh here's the here's the tweet from Scott Steiner before we go to that. Okay, so Scott Steiner said, "How can you be in the Hall of Fame if it doesn't exist? It exists in Vince's <laughs> mind. Do I give a F-U-C-K if I rent space in Vince's mind? F-U-C-K no. I don't give a F-U-C-K <laughs> what he thinks. So I don't care. I am in the Hall of Fame because it's a F-U-C-K-I-N-G joke because it doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> Classic Scott Steiner, ladies and gentlemen. Classic oh, Scott man. Yeah, he'll never get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of never get in, this will really mind boggle you. My brother, my man, one of my favorite wrestlers, Taz isn't even in the Hall of Fame. Hold on. Exactly. Nah. Taz isn't nah. even in the Hall of Fame. If Taz isn't in there, I don't want to see Batista in there yet. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah. Batista or the Bell Twins. They can, all three of them can wait. They can yeah, all exactly. wait until exactly. Taz gets in. Exactly. Nah, there's, man. There's, there's so many. And, and, and then when we're talking about women, so going back to the Bell Twins, Let's name some women that aren't in the Hall of Fame before these Bella Twins. Uh, you got names like Molly Holly. She's not in there yet. Hmm. You have people like uh, Jazz. Jazz isn't in there yet. She isn't? You've got, she is not. Yes, she's not in the Hall of Fame yet. And that is one of those things where it's like, why not? She's done a lot. Um, you don't have, let me see, let me see. Surprisingly, Sable's not in there. I'm kind of surprised they haven't put her in there yet. Really? Uh, After what she and Vince went through? Yeah, you know, <laughs> she, she, right. I mean, she was, wasn't necessarily the best wrestler, quote unquote, but she definitely did a lot on a mainstream level, mm -hmm. which is why the Bella Twins are in here, because they did basically... It's an argument because with the Bella Twins, they did do a lot for WWE commercially uh, as far as, you know, a lot of women out there watch wrestling, and but they don't, if that right. makes sense. Like, they know what's going on in the world of wrestling, but they only know about it because of Total Divas and mm -hmm. Total Bellas, you know. Mm -hmm. And because of those two shows, they know things that wrestling fans would be like, wait... So, you know, let's say you got a wife and you're a wrestling fan and you know what's going on, but your wife doesn't really too much care for wrestling. However, she watches Total Divas or Total Bellas, uh, you know, or one of those reality shows. And she's able to tell you what's going on. And you're like, wait, you don't even watch wrestling. So how do you know? Oh, just because I watched this show. And so it, they brought in a whole different fan base to the mainstream world of WWE and it's because of that, I could see why they got the catapult to be in. But it's still one of those things where, I, again, going back to Sable, there's an argument there because she was one of the first 
that I mean, because I know they put Sunny in there, and Sunny was she was Sable before Sable, but then Sable came in and just pretty much made her irrelevant. So when Sable came in, she took sex appeal to a whole nother level at that point. And that was before Tori Wilson. That was before China, you know, all of those. So like, I don't see how she's not in there yet. And it just, it just goes to show stuff like this with the Bellas. Like, I, I mean, I don't know, man, you know? Yeah, no, I appreciate what they've done um, for wrestling. But right now, like, it just, I don't know. It just seems too early for me uh, for all three of them to go in there. Um, Especially when you talk about guys that are not in there yet. Um, I I can understand with the uh, women's revolution. um, Mm Mm-hmm coming of age and everything like that and how they were uh, a part of the leadership group to to head that era up but right you know that 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 is deserving in and of itself of the hall of fame but yeah. right now like timing it just doesn't make sense yeah i to- i totally agree and I, it's it's definitely the most controversial of this entire hall of fame class um, people haven't really made a big case about Batista per se. I guess they feel like, you know, hey, he did do a lot for the time he was here and it makes sense. So they, they kind of excuse that one. Um, and again, nobody's arguing about JBL. It's well-deserved. The Bella Twins out of this group so far are the ones that people are scratched, you know, half and half about. Um, and the NWO, now that one is one of the ones where I'm like, wait a minute. They already got inducted, didn't they? So I don't understand that one too much. Yeah. Because I, 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 I know they already got inducted. So I'm trying to figure that part out. But, I mean, maybe they're running out of ideas here. I don't know. But there's just so many more people that deserve to be on this list that haven't been called up yet. And, uh, you know, I mean, I still campaign the fact that Chris Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care right. what they have to say about it. This man deserves it, and I know it was controversial about his past. I get it, but I don't understand why you don't put this man. He still was an influential figure that should be in the Hall of Fame, and I just don't understand why you don't put him in. I will continue to say this. He was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, technical wrestlers. Yes. It was, it was Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Those are my guys as technical wrestlers and mm-hmm. of course Kurt Angle mm-hmm. um absolutely but yeah he, I, I I'm see this is where I'm kind of like hoping they they go into the CTE part of it mm-hmm. and try yeah. to you know not not excuse it but explain the reasoning as to why they put him back into WWE's history because wiping yeah. him completely out of it makes no sense to me. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree, man. And and it's crazy because you can still go on the WWE Network and you can find his matches. You can pay-per-views, you know, Raw, SmackDowns, anything he was a part of, you still can see him. So fans yeah. know he's still there and a part of history. So yeah. why would you deny that? Like, 
you know, I mean, they they put China in the Hall of Fame, even though she's not a soloist in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. They did put her in the Hall of Fame, a part of D Generation X. So, I mean, if you can do that with China, then certainly you can do that with Chris Benoit. You know, like it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. But, you know, it's one of those type of deals we'll figure out. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, that does do it for this portion of the show. Uh, Basically, all news so far up to date, and uh, we'll definitely keep you guys updated with more news as the news continues to update. And uh, Derek, go ahead and tell them where they can find you, my friend. Well, uh, OCS guys on all uh, social media platforms, and uh, also Derek underscore OTS. Um, If you're looking for me on Instagram, I I rarely post on there, but... That's because I'm always on the OCS page. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's that's about it. Awesome. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Well, I am definitely going to give a call and uh, you guys stay tuned for the next part of this show. Until then, this is your boy Highlight Reel, a.k.a. Prince of Botch. Peace.